0: blog, talk, radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley, and I'm an astrologer, but today I'm not right at the bright red desk. I'm down here in Baltimore at the NCGR Astrology Conference here at the Hyatt-on-Harbor. the And it is a wonderful conference. I've been having a great time. As you can tell, it's 11 o'clock, so I'm back in my room, but I could be downstairs dancing. But I'm up here doing the podcast because it's a big week ahead, and it's a Virgo week where we're running, we're working, we got a lot of stuff to accomplish. So we'll be back at the bright red dust next week with an earlier broadcast, but it also is Labor Day weekend, so hopefully you're having a good day off tomorrow, and you're not going to really need the podcast at 6 o'clock. You can listen to it whenever you want. Um, But anyway, we're here, and it's been a wonderful conference. I've had a great time. And NCGR, there's uh, three, well, actually, there's four big astrology organizations in the United States. Uh, five, actually, come to think of <laughs> it. They, they keep growing. So the NCGR stands for the National Council of Geocosmic Research, and their conference is this weekend. And then there's also ESAR, the International Society for Astrological Research. And then there's the American Federation of Astrologers out in Tempe, Arizona and then there's OPA the organization of professional astrologers which I'm the treasurer of and then there also is AFAN which is the uh, the uh, <laughs> the American Federation of Astrological Networking so there's actually a few organizations but NCGR is one of the organizations that offers certification as does OPA and ESAR and AFA and so tonight we had graduation ceremony for Uh, ESAR or NCGR certified astrologers who've gone through a pretty rigorous program five you know four five-hour exams plus a bunch of papers and then a research paper and a reading and a bunch of like a lot of stuff it's a it's a four it's a really comprehensive program. So uh, six people graduated tonight which is lovely at the banquet and we had a couple excellent, I mean, excellent, excellent lectures. It's really been really an excellent conference. I've been having a lot of fun. And also if you are in the Baltimore area, a few people, I always say, if you you know, if you're in a conference and you see me, come over and say hi. And quite a few people have. So that's always good. Nice to meet you and say hi. And, you know, one of the, one of the, one of the, my, my Lisa came over and she's like, we were talking and I'm like, oh, I remember, you know, cause you know, like you talk to them on the phone, you do readings. And you're like, I remember you. You're the cranial sacral lady. But it was, you know, like it's the voice, and you know the voice, but then the face. And you're going, oh, yeah, your face with your voice. Yeah, they go together. So it's been very fun to meet people. And a lot of times if I read you by the phone, you know, it's nice to meet you in person. So that's been a great fun meeting meeting different people. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm here another day. Actually, I'm here. I go home on Tuesday. So if you see me tomorrow at the conference, say hi, if, if of course, you listen to the podcast. At any rate, this week I had a lot of Virgo, a lot, a lot of Virgo. And, of course, with Virgo, we, um, we do things. <laughs> it is the sign of getting stuff done and moving. And there is a big clump of Virgo in the heavens. Last week, of course, we had those hammers of Thor's hammering away with a little easing of stuff as the little planet in Virgo trined the Uranus, right? And we had the hammers between the uh, Pluto and the uh, Eris. So um, we're done with the hammers this week. That's good. Uh, And we will now move into working a little more cooperatively and collaboratively as the Virgo planets move forward to form a grand trine with Saturn and Pluto. One of the big uh, aspects in the sky, of course, I've been talking about it for a while, is that Saturn-Pluto conjunction coming in January. So it's been the topic of quite a few conversations here at the conference, because, you know, astrologers, when we get together, we all go, yeah, yeah, Saturn and Pluto coming. And so tonight's dinner, we had an excellent lecture by a guy named Rick Levine, who's a really brilliant astrologer out in the West Coast. And he was talking about kind of the bigger cycles of Saturn and Pluto, and also, you know, that whole concept of evolution and how we evolve and how we, we can work with the energy and different levels. And the thing to remember is that this Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn uh, also involves the Saturn and Pluto hitting their south nodes, which is kind of a big deal. Uh, you know, Pluto's node is 250 years, so it's been a while since he's been there. Saturn's node, of course, is 30 years. It's been a while since he's been there, too. Um, and so we look at these bigger cycles where we're kind of really working on a deeper, deeper level to structurally really align ourselves. And, and one of the things that, you know, you, you get when you come to one of these conferences is kind of a history lesson. Because as astrologers, you know, we've been studying these cycles for thousands and thousands of years. And the whole energy of how we're shifting out of physical-based reality, you know, earth, 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 real estate, you know, like you own land and the land is yours. And we're shifting now into kind of more of a metaphysical, an understanding of these cycles on a bigger level. And, of course, they do represent structural changes in our lives. You know, as you know, my dad passed um, on this one. And on the one that happened thirty back in 1982, 83, my mother passed. So for me, clearly, my nodes are in Saturn in Cancer and Capricorn. Clearly, the parental access is pretty activated when Saturn's doing stuff. But it also represents these bigger cycles in our lives, right? So one of the things that, you know, it encourages you to think about is where you've gone, uh, where you've come from, and then next where you're going. And I was having lunch today with someone and they were talking about, it was Monica, who's this brilliant astrologer in Boston. This is the best part about astrology conferences You get to have all these great conversations with all these other people you know, because normally, you know, you sit at a desk and you talk to people on the phone, which is wonderful, but this is like have a little salad. Monica and I shared our omelet and we shared our salad and we talked and she said, yeah, you know, they're talking about, because her husband passed a couple, last last summer, a year ago, and uh, that they're, you know, they're saying, hey, you know, you're going to live another 15, 20 years, what's your plan? And she said, so I'm I'm realizing I have to have a plan. And I'm like, yeah. And then then somebody said to me, somebody else at the table said to me, so what's your plan, Anne? And I said, I don't know, <laughs> you know. And the day before, I was sitting with my friends Victoria and Richard, uh, who were driving through and stopped by the conference. And uh, and Victoria's like, so like, where's the book? Let's talk about the book. And I said, well, you know, seven's going to be going into my twelfth house, which is kind of a time of reclusiveness, not you know. You want to stay home? You're working on some big projects. You're giving birth to something, right? She goes, "It's a book." He said, "Well, maybe we'll see what happens." So, so I'm sitting here thinking about my my next 15 year plan, or you know, I don't know that I'm, you know I'm going to be 65. I don't know that I want to go another 36 years, but certainly the cycle that began in 82, 83, and the journey that has happened in those years, and of course. 94 was when astrology came in, and that was kind of activating that cycle, too. That was when there was an opening square um, of Saturn and Pluto. So it's kind of a, you know, what's your work in the world? You know, what's your path? What's your vision of your future? And, of course, one of the things we've talked about on this weekly weather is that the Saturn and Neptune, I'm sorry, Jupiter and Neptune have been squaring each other. And Jupiter, of course, is is the vision and the dream, and Neptune is the imagination. And one of my other favorite astrologers is here, a woman named Carolyn Casey, whose amazing book, Making the Gods Work for You, is one of my pivotal astrology books. And she really was one of the best readings I've ever had in my life. I had a reading with her in 2009 in Chicago, and it it was brilliant. We were out by a pool, and these little dragonflies came and hung out with us. And I was like, wow, the dragonflies are even listening to the reading. But what she talks about a lot is, you know, laying the track track with your imagination for the reality train to run on. And one of the lectures, and I don't remember who, it's hard because they kind of blur, was talking about looking at brain imaging when you're listening to music and how the brain works. And then how the brain completely lights up when you imagine things you know, that it goes absolutely wild. Like if you imagine you're listening to music. So I think what we want to work on, you know, this week with all the Virgo planets, they shoot over into Pisces. And they're going to be opposite that lovely Neptune in Pisces. And they're going to be squaring the Jupiter. So it's time for us to really work on our detailed imaginings, you know, come up with that grand symphony in your brain and turn that imagination into working the out, you know, working tracks, imagine the track, and then imagine the train running on the track. And it's your train. It's not a train running at you, you know, going to run you over. It's your train that you're going to hop on. And you're going to say, yeah, this is my vision. This is where I want to go next. This is the new structures that are coming in. And this is how I'm I'm going to get there. This is what's what's calling me, what's inviting me. And, of course, the Virgo planets are really prone to to-do lists. They like their lists. They like to have a lot of to-do lists. And I was joking, I was laughing with someone, you know, like when you, when you do something that's not on your list, you write it down and you cross it off because <laughs> it just, you know, you're like, I did it. I want credit for it. You know, I want that credit. So write down your to-do lists and make them juicy. Make them delicious. Make them big. One of the things that I do when my birthday comes, which is in a couple of weeks on the 11th, Um, a week and a half, actually, every year I sit down and I do my Gospa, which is my goals, my objectives, my strategies, my plans and activities. And way back when, when I was a baby salesperson in the late 1970s, early 80s, my manager and I would sit down every month, he'd pull the book off with my name on it, off the shelf, and we'd go through my Gospa and look and see what I'd accomplished that month and what was next to be done. And it was a really good planning tool. If you purchase the Oprah Professional Astrologer book, it's in there. I have a chapter on it. And I sit down and I do my goal, which is kind of a motherhood and apple pie. What's your vision? And then I do an objective, which is quantifiable, measurable. You can put a dollar amount on it and you can say this is what I'm doing. And then the strategies to do it. What are my three or four strategies? Major kind of arching ways to get it done and then from the strategies run the plans, and then the activities that support the plans. And it's a really helpful thing. I have a green binder. It's my Ann Gospa binder. I update it every year, on my birthday, with the vision for the new year. And I'm going to encourage all of you guys to do it. And I'm going to, I'm going to make an offer. And of course Rachel's going to go, oh Ann, uh, or well, you know, we'll, we'll fulfill the offers once I get back to New York. But I'm going to encourage you to write for 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 a detailed thing at the Gospa. If you, don't, if you already have the professional astrologer's book, it's a chapter in the book. If you don't have it, write, and we'll mail you the chapter that I submitted that's in the book, um, and you know, do your gospel. Get a little binder, get those little page dividers, put it in, and you'll be surprised how when you write it down, it happens. Now, one of my favorite new actresses coming up in the world is Tiffany Haddish. I'm not sure what I'm saying right. Haddish, Haddish. Uh, she's a really brilliant comedian. And one of the things that she always says is, yeah, I wrote it down, and I imagined it was going to happen, and it happened. And uh, I want you to take a page from Tiffany and write it down and come up with your dream, your vision, your goal for these lovely new cycles coming. What is the reality that you want to run on the imaginary train that you're laying the track for? And you're going to kind of come up with with these Virgo energies. You're going to be able to come up with some really interesting dreams. And then imagine them. And I do this a lot with people that are trying to figure out you know, what they want. You know, Imagining a partner, imagining what this looks like, and doing it right before you go to sleep because then you don't have time for Mercury to give you a hard time. Like, what do you mean you want to do that? I don't know how you're going to do that. You just kind of give Mercury the image and he goes and does it. So we're going to we're going to work with Mercury. He's in Virgo now. He wants to be helpful. He's going to join the sun this week. He's he's a busy little guy. He's running all those Virgo planets. He's also running any Gemini planets in your chart. So he's he's interested in helping and he's in one of his favorite favorite signs. So let's take advantage of Mercury while he's in Virgo, which is until the middle of the month, and let's put him to work so that he can tell all those Virgo planets what to do. Cuz remember, Hermes has the magical key to helping us get our stuff together and get our stuff done. And we're going to start working with planets a little more collaboratively, a little more like, yeah, you're my planets. I want you to do some stuff for me. Remember, they're your, they're your team. So let's figure out how to get the team working for you in a way you want it to work and that you're happy with. And we'll go forward from there with a lovely Virgo new moon that we had on Friday still time to do your Virgo new moon ritual. Uh, It's up on my website if you want to buy it, but if you don't want to buy it, just sit down Monday night. Take some time. Eh, You know, it's the weekend. You don't have to do it till Monday night. After 7.30, quarter of eight, sit down Monday night before you go back to work on Tuesday and kind of just think about what it is you want to work on, what it is you want to grow, how you want to grow your life. What's the next chapter? Lots of changes going on. How do we want to support those, work with those, and support yourself in the middle of them? Because there's big stuff afoot. Synodic cycles. A new 29-year cycle. A new 36-year cycle. A new 20-year cycle. A new 13-year-old cycle. All starting now over the next couple months. Yeah, going to be a big year. You are on it. All right. So let's talk about the moons. Um, so right now, today, the moon is in Libra, and it is uh, going to be in Libra. It goes void today, or tomorrow morning at 4.33 a.m. I'm in my hotel room. light's not great, so we're going to try and do this <clears throat> without going blind. All right. All um, right. People are already writing. Can I get hi Teresa? Can I get a copy of the Gospel? Yes, you can. We'll mail it out to you on Tuesday when I get back home and tell Rachel where it is. Um, okay, so the moon is void. That's that's really very quick responding. I like that. Um Okay, so the moon is goes void tonight, Tuesday, uh, Monday night at four thirty three, and it goes void with the square to Pluto, and then it's void all day tomorrow and it goes into Virgo It's or it goes into Scorpio at 7.35 tomorrow night and then it's in Scorpio Monday night, all day Tuesday and it goes void Wednesday at 6.58 a.m. with a sextile to Pluto. It's void all day Wednesday but that's still with a nice closing sextile and then it goes into Sagittarius on the 4th at 11.08 p.m. So it's in night, midnight on the 4th Wednesday and then it's in Sagittarius all day Thursday, all day Friday, and it goes void on Friday. Moon in Sagittarius squaring Venus and Virgo, so that's kind of a big overdoing fun energy. And it goes void at 12:03 p.m. It's void That means it's void uh, Friday afternoon, and then it goes into Capricorn bright and early Friday afternoon early evening. Goes into Capricorn bright and early uh, Saturday morning at 6:37 a.m. It's in Capricorn, Saturday the 7th, uh, the 8th of September, Sunday. And then it goes void at uh, 4.30 a.m. with a lovely, lovely trine to Venus on the 9th, which is Monday. So we have today's aspect, a little stressy, you know, but it goes void at 4.33. It's the moon square Pluto, so that's a little more stress today, you know, Sunday night into Monday. And then Uh, Monday night, Tuesday, really busy, good, good, go, go. Wednesday, the moon's void, but still productive. You can get stuff done, just work on existing things. Sag moon, great moon on Wednesday night, all day Thursday, and up until noon on Friday, East Coast time for these guys. And then it goes void, but still productive because it's got a nice closing aspect of an overdoing square to Venus and Virgo. And then it goes into Cap. And it's in CAP the 7th to 8th, and that has a nice closing aspect of the 6th Delta Venus. The busy days this week, thank you, Donald, are Tuesday the 3rd. Lots and lots of stuff going on Tuesday the 3rd, and on Friday the 6th. Those are the busy days. We do have a big Venus opposite Neptune day. Now, what's going to happen this week is all those Virgo planets go marching along in Virgo. They're going to come to oppose Neptune, and they're going to come to square Jupiter, so this week, is a lot about the, the Virgo planets as they hit those middle degrees, you know, um, they're going to kick up that energy. So they're going to they're have a trine to Saturn first, and then they're going to have a square to Jupiter, and then they're going to have an opposition to Neptune. So we're going to have that for this week and next week as the planets kind of move along into that T-square that they're forming with Jupiter and Neptune square And then they're also going to be trining Saturn, and then later on in the month, Pluto. A lot of productive energy for working on what you want your dreams to be. There's a lovely mystic rectangle in the sky right now, which is very much about getting stuff done. There's a bunch of fingers of God in the sky, which are very much about pointing your ship in a certain direction. And, of course, there's those juicy grand trines in Earth. And those Earth grand trines get us us really moving. So we're off tomorrow Monday, but then Tuesday, super busy. Saturday or Friday, super busy. And Sunday is very, very busy too. Sunday the eighth, but it's a little more intense because the moon's in Capricorn and it gets it, you know, Saturn and Pluto are both on the same declination and they occult it. So Sunday the eighth is a little intense. But the other ones are kind of more get stuff done, work on your dream, work on your communications. I've got a lot of people starting new jobs, starting new new stuff, getting things off and running. Uh, we do have a number of new TV shows starting on the 9th, so that's always an interesting time because the moon on the ninth is going to be void. So that's not great news <laughs> for the TV shows starting then, because uh, they're going to have to find some new struct. You know, the programmers they should really talk to astrologers before they schedule these puppies. Because the moon is void in Capricorn, but it goes into Aquarius around 524 at night on the 9th. So I hope those shows get off the ground, but uh, not not uh, void moons. You know, nothing really comes of it. Katie Couric had her start and, uh, when she did the CBS Evening News, and I thought, ah, Katie, you need an astrologer. Um, but anyway, you know, it's the season launch, so we'll see what happens. So this week, the sun is in Virgo, and it is going uh, – from 9 Virgo to 15 and it has a lot of aspects. First up, it meets up with Mars and it meets up with Mercury. And that happens on the second and the third. Now, what happens when the sun meets Mercury, it's a situation we call combust. And it finishes its hammer of Thor on the first and it says, okay, that's done. You know, remember he had the hammer last week with Pluto. Um, and then it has the, uh, it has a conjunction to Mars, which is very much about, taking action and kind of ramps it up. And then it goes to Mercury, which makes everybody think they're right. So there's a little bit of, hey, people aren't going to be prone to listening to anybody criticizing them, which is okay. And I would just say, you know, don't tell anybody your plans. Just make them and work on them, you know, because if you tell them, they're going to tell you all the reasons it won't work. And, you know, you really don't need that. It's your plan. It's your vision. It's your imagination that's laying the track for your train to run on. Sun is also trine Saturn, and that happens on the 6th. And so when the sun trines Saturn, that's very much about getting stuff up and rolling. And then it goes into the square to Jupiter on the 8th, which is kind of a little bit of an overdoing, but it's also an optimistic energy. And then the sun aspects the nodes of fate on the 8th which invites us to make important connections and have new ideas. So we're going to be a little bit interested in our own stuff and working on our own stuff. And it really is, Sun-Mars starts a new uh, big cycle. So it's a good time to kind of push the energy and give yourself permission to launch a new two-year cycle. Um, And the Sun will catch up to Mars, but this is a nice two-year cycle starting in Virgo. Um, And then, of course, the combust mercury gives us a real focus on how we're going to do it. Mercury this week runs from 5 Virgo to 21 Virgo. And somebody asked me the other day when I was doing a reading, they said, why do you tell the degrees? And I said, well, so if you have any planets that are between 5 and 21, which most of us have planets there, in your chart, and you look at the little planet with the little circle after it like the oven has, You know, the cooking in the the oven, 350 degrees, find the degree. So if you have any planets between 5 and 21, they're going to get activated by Mercury this week. Which means, of course, there's a lot of planets in the sky in those aspects. So they're all going to get activated. So this week, Mercury finishes his job with the Hammer of Thor, also on the first. He and the Sun are kind of traveling together. Then he has a nice little trine to Uranus. Which is kind of a freedom, freedom aspect, and says let's go. And then he has the other piece with the hammer of Thor, and that's going to be on um, that's going to be on the second. So Mercury kind of finishes up with that hammer, and he gives you some information you need to see. And like last week, when Mercury, when the other planets Venus and Mars and the Sun all trined Uranus, they gave you a little bit of relief. Like yeah, that's kind of over. So that's on the first. Then Mercury kicks up with Mars, which is big news. Take action, get stuff done, the third, the fourth. He has a nice trine to Saturn, which makes him very collaborative and wanting to work hard and get stuff done. Um, That happens on the fifth. He has a square to Jupiter on the sixth, which gives him kind of a push, push, move, move forward, and uh, a kind of an opportunity or an overdoing, and not a bad one, a good one. And then he aspects the nodes of fate on the 6th, so pay attention to who you meet. And then, of course, because he's moving quickly, he's going to get to things that Venus and the Sun aren't going to get to till next week. He then rolls into a partnership energy on the 6th. He wants to merge and partner. And Mercury opposite Neptune, his dreams kind of work at coming true on the 7th. He's really pushing those dreams and really working for them. And then he has a trine to Pluto on the 8th. Again, harnessing the power. And then he has a little bit of a stressful energy on the ninth. Maybe he bit off more than he can chew, but no, no, it's okay. It's going to be fine. Remember, Mercury has to have the idea, and then you don't worry about how you're going to get it done. Just have the idea. Like Tiffany said, I didn't know how it was going to work with Whoopi Goldberg, but I did. I had a vision, and she wrote it down, and it happened. You know, just kind of do it that way. Don't worry about how. Just worry about what. Venus this week, also in Virgo, is running from 14 Virgo. Uh, hang on one second. got to go to the second page. Going from 14 Virgo to uh, 24 Virgo. So she is trining Saturn uh, on the first, which is very much about cooperation working together. She has the overdoing square to Jupiter on the second, which is I'm going to work on making my dreams happen. She has the trine to Neptune, watch who you meet on the third around romance, partnership, relationship. Now remember, this, the sun has the aspect on the eighth, Mercury has the aspect on the sixth, and Venus has the aspect on the third with the nodes of fate. So this is very big week for making fated choices around the direction you're heading in. Then Venus is opposite Neptune, and that happens on the fourth, and then she kind of works on that dream like thinking about what she wants that dream to be. And remember, one of the things that happens, and I do want to encourage you to kind of think about this, when you tell people your dreams and they start criticizing your reality you or your vision of what you'd like, a lot of times we believe them. And sometimes we're our own worst critics. You know, you sit there and you go, yeah, you know, blah, 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 and we talk trash to ourselves. So I I want you to be really careful this week because the aspect with Jupiter and Neptune – The square is Mercury. All the Virgo planets go through and set up that Jupiter-Neptune square. Remember, we had three squares of this. We got one more square coming when Jupiter squares Neptune for the third time. And this is really very much about like, okay, time to make your dreams come true. What are they? Let's get them moving. And so we've had two squares already where you've been kind of thinking about them, but now when with the planets in Virgo coming forward. we want to really push. We want to really push that energy. So with Venus aspecting Neptune on the 4th, it kind of inspires us. And then later in the week on the 6th, she has a trine to Pluto, which is her working with how she's going to transform. Remember, Mercury has a trine to Pluto on the 8th. Venus has it on the 6th. Sun has it next week. Okay? So we're working with, you know, the personal planets, Mercury and Venus, because they're buds. And they're traveling together, and they're sharing ideas, and they're kind of coming up with stuff. And then Venus gets a little nervous about what all she said. Remember, Virgo planets have anticipatory anxiety. It's not personal. They get really nervous when they're starting new stuff. They're, and, and excitement and fun and nerves all feel the same in the body. So we have to recognize when you get a little anxious this week, that's totally cool, Feel the fear, breathe it out. You know, belly breathe, big belly breathe. Send the air into your into your lower belly and breathe it out. It'll calm it down. Mars this week and Virgo at thirteen. He's moving a little slower. He's nine to thirteen, fourteen. He is finishing up the hammer of Thor on the first that he had, and then he is trining uh, Saturn, and which is again Mars getting Saturn getting work done. That's on the ninth. So the other planets are all committing to stuff, and then Mars comes along and says, okay, let's get some stuff rolling. Jupiter is parallel Saturn, which means by declination they're working together on the fifth, so they want to unite, and they want to say, you know, we're really starting this big new 13-year cycle, which we're going to really actually start next year, but we're getting ready for it now, so what's the dream? Saturn this week is really active with his nodes of the nodes of fate on both the second and the seventh. Okay, And you want to kind of just watch what's going on then because as he and the nodes are working with each other because the nodes can shift direction, uh, you want to kind of just pay attention to who you meet on the 2nd and the 7th because the nodes, of fate are active too, it's a busy week. Important connections. You're going to say, yeah, that week, that first week in September, I just kind of launched stuff. Also, Uranus is trining Juno, which is a really good partnership energy on the 7th, so committing to new partnerships, excellent time. And Pluto is sesquiquadrate Juno, which makes us maybe a little nervous about those relationships, but we should still commit to them nonetheless, because remember Juno is now about to go through that hammer of Thor. Not she doesn't finish it till uh, next week, but she's kind of stimulating your vision of the hammer too. On that note, the weekly weather's open over, and I encourage you to kind of launch into this new week. I'll be working on my Gospa. You can work on your GASPA too. Send me a note. I'll send you the chapter. Uh, but also, it's just it's a really good time to sit and think about like, yeah, what is my goal? What is my objective? Why am I why am I here? What's my purpose for incarnation? I mean, again, these big philosophical questions. And when I, when I get to the end of my life, what do I want to say I did? You know, what did, what, did, what did I come here for? Really profound, profound week. Think those thoughts and just get that stuff out into the world, man. You're off and running. It's the new season of fall. And I wish you the best, the best, the best of the week. And I will um, talk to you next week on the Weekly Weather. Ann Lee signing off from my hotel room in Baltimore. Bye.